You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount+. What is up, Goat Flippers? Thanks for checking out this episode of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast, the number one hardcore and metal podcast in all of the interweb. I am your host, Lurk. I hope you guys are just coming off of your three-day weekend. I hope you got a three-day weekend. If you didn't, don't worry about it. I'm sure there's one right around the corner for you. And now for the top stories on lambgoat.com. Remember, you can visit the website to get more information on any of these stories. Kicking us off at number five is the German industrial slash metal band Rammstein announcing their 2022 North American Stadium Tour. You can find the full listing of cities and dates on our website. Number four, Marilyn Manson wanted in New Hampshire for assault. You may remember this because Marilyn Manson in 2019 spit on one of the videographers during the show, who then went and told police who then interpreted the incident as unprivileged physical contact. Local police also claim that despite Manson's knowledge of the warrant, he has made no effort to return to New Hampshire to answer the pending charges. I kind of wonder if this has anything to do with all the other horrible negative news surrounding Marilyn Manson. Number three, Connecticut TV station airs story on Ollie Herbert's unsolved death. Two and a half years after the All That Remains guitarist was found dead amid suspicious circumstances outside of his home in Connecticut, it seems that we are no closer to the truth. His death has neither been ruled an accident nor has a prime suspect been identified, yet state police still deem the matter to be an active investigation. You can watch the seven-minute-long segment by WTHN reporter Ashley Baylor on the website. Number two is a two-parter stemming from two stories about the same thing on different days. Megadeth fires bassist David Ellison in wake of his leaked sex video scandal. Following a couple days later, David releases his own statement about the situation. It is also important to note that Megadeth has also confirmed that they do not know all of the details either, so that is interesting. And unfortunately this week, the number one story on Lamgoat was Power Trip frontman Riley Gale died of fentanyl overdose. An autopsy report for the late frontman ruled that the musician died from the toxic effects of fentanyl, while the manner of death was ruled accidental. It should also be said that aside from marijuana, Gale's blood tested negative for all other drugs and alcohol. This was of course confirmed by the Dallas County Medical Examiner's Office. A lot of people last week were very hurt and upset by the story coming out, and I can agree that the manner as to which the information was gathered was probably not the best way to go about it. However, hopefully there can be a silver lining on this story and a teachable moment for everyone in the music scene. Always look out and check up on your friends. Also, it's okay to ask for help. That's what being in the hardcore and metal scene is all about. Unity, friendship, and an occasionally badass song. And there you go, the top five stories on lambgoat.com from last week. And now moving on to this week's releases, we have new albums and EPs coming from Hans Grossman, Atreyu, Flotsam and Jetsam, Fluids, In Human Condition, Rise Against, Septus, Winter Eternal, Death Therapy, Dead Heat. And the two most noticeable releases for this week is Love is Red is dropping their first new material in over 17 years and the other release is this week's guest red fangs arrows dropping friday remember you can visit lambgoat.com for everything metal and hardcore make sure you follow lambgoat on social media give us a like on facebook and find us on twitter and instagram at lambgoat head over to lambgoat's youtube channel and you can watch all of these podcast 
in video format. While you're there, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and that alert bell so you're always notified when new episodes or Lamb Goat content is uploaded. And if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lurk City. That's L-U-R-K-C-I-T-Y. And if you're lazy, go ahead and check the show notes and find all of these links and our guests' links in the description. Now sit back and relax as I check in with Brian of Red Fang to talk about the album and whatever else comes up. Oh yeah, what's this? I feel this. Oh yeah, this is stuff. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is good, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Van Flip Podcast. Today, I am joined by Brian Giles, guitarist slash vocalist for the stoner metal band Red Fang. How you doing today, Brian? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Um, I will have to admit, this isn't the first time me and you have had a chat. However, it is the first time we've had a chat as Lamb Goat. So uh, I, I interviewed you for my smaller, shittier podcast uh, in 2018 at, when you played Rockville in Jacksonville here. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> so, so, so you're saying you're moving on up? I, yeah, you know, I guess you could say that. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. All right. Sure. <laughs> well, we meet again. Well, it's been five years since you last, you know, released a record. I think when I talked to you on the podcast, I think we had mentioned that you guys were in the midst of writing or recording it or whatever. But here we are, 2021, uh, June 4th, I believe, is your release date for Arrows, correct? That is correct, yeah. And you've released a couple singles thus far. You uh, Arrows, the title track, and then most recently, what was it? I'm going, drawing a blank. Uh, funeral coach funeral coach yeah the thing i noticed about both of those songs is there's a a very different sound from your previous material would i be wrong in thinking that way uh i you know i don't know it all seems it all feels like it's on a continuum to me but but you know i'm so in it that it's really hard to you know be subjective um hopefully if it's new it's a it's new and fun you can throw in an adjective if you want it. <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, I no, wasn't necessarily I, saying I it's different. Different. It just there's a different. Like obviously the the recording is. It seems like the production is also approached differently as well. So there's an overall tone, sound, and and feel of those two, those two songs compared to your previous release release material. To me, I, I should uh, say. yeah. Well, I, you know, we were talking uh, with Chris about um, you know. W- w- he he wanted to try some experimental stuff with uh with production and um and we trusted him so um uh yeah definitely has a different uh total quality um as as far as the songwriting goes uh um you know i i think that like especially arrows is um uh, is uh, a lot more technical than than i'm uh than i typically play but uh you know, Aaron kind of came up with a lot of those, the the guitar, you know, the melodies, and so it's sort of a workout, but it's a but it's fun. It's you know, old dog new tricks. It's always good to learn new things along the way. You know, no matter how long you've been 
play an instrument or in the band, you know? Yeah. So, um, outside of just, you know, touring and whatnot, what, what was the, you know, what, uh, what took so long getting the record, you know, out outside of touring and probably COVID I'm sure messed with it, but we talk about COVID all the time on this. Right. Well, you know, we've always, um, uh, you know, songwriting is pretty, uh, it, it takes us a long time for, for inspiration. I mean, we, we, you know, we have a lot of riffs, but man, if, you know, if there was a, if riffs were, you know, physical objects, we'd be about knee deep in uh cutting room floor. Um, we don't throw them away. We just, uh, you know, put them in our, put them in the vault, but the, you know, it, we have a lot of, um, you know, starts that we never, um, you know, never followed all the way through. So, you know, what rises to the top can take a while. Um, this record was supposed to be released in May of 2020, but it seemed like everyone was, uh, you know, ordering toilet paper and maybe wasn't so focused on buying new records. So we uh, made the decision not to release it at the time. Um, you know, maybe we should have and uh, given people something to think about other than, you know, hoarding or, you know, the end of the world. But uh, but then again, you know, we're we're not exactly like a you know whistle while you work band, so maybe that wasn't a good idea either. Yeah. I, I don't know. Here we are, and I'm very excited it's coming out. Cool, and it's through Relapse yet again, correct? That is correct. And how's it? How is it working with Relapse? Like, um, you know, this is your third album with them, I believe. And do you foresee yourself continuing working with them, or like I, I don't necessarily know your contract details though? But uh, this is our fourth record with them, and fourth? Uh, I apologize. And and, oh no, it's fine. Um, uh, you know the, the the thing about working with those guys is is um, you know I, I think there was some reticence in the beginning because we don't really uh, fall into the sort of what the typical relapse release, at least you know what that was ten years ago, right? Which was pretty the pretty extreme side of metal. Um, so uh, you know that that we finally you know they they finally decided that they wanted to release the record. Um, and then, and since then it's just been great, uh, because it's, you know, it's their, their home office, um, or at least they have one in Philly and one here, but anyway, so we see them around socially and, um, it's a, it's a, it's very much a, uh, you know, friendly situation. You know, it's not, it's not all business, you know, like they said at the beginning, and it has held true is that, you know, we're going to sign this contract, but it's just going to go in a drawer and we're never going to look at it again. <laughs> and, and that has been true because I wouldn't know what I was looking at anyway. You know, I mean, I send it, you know, we send it to the lawyer and the lawyer says, you know, starts slashing and stuff. And I'm like, all right, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just make sure that uh, the legal people are happy. And then once they're happy, then we say goodbye to the contract and, and get to the business of uh, making music, you know? Yeah. Well, um, are the singles that you guys released throughout the past few years, are those going to be included on this particular, uh, on Arrows, or are, is Arrows just completely all new material? It's all new. That, um, we, we, uh, I think we did record, uh, we came out with a single that was also recorded at the same studio with, with Chris uh, Antidote. Mm-hmm. And that, at the time, uh, we were thinking that that would be... Um, a, uh, a precursor to this album, 
But then once we got in the studio, we, we had enough material and we're like, well, you know, it, that song's already out there. And, it, and really, as far as, you know, being sonically different, it was in the same studio, same engineer, same producer. So um, I was like, well, it kind of feels redundant. So, <clears throat> um, and, and luckily we did have enough material. We could, we could, you know, pick and choose what songs we wanted on there. Um, so, so for better or worse, it's all new stuff. <laughs> well, that's all. That's good to hear. I was curious because you guys, like I said, you you released like a little Hansel and Gretel trail of songs leading up till till now. So I didn't know if those were going to be also added onto the effort or not. But it's good to know it's all new. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, I'm like a I'm like a shark. Uh, you know, always moving forward. <laughs> a, it, a real friendly, a real friendly shark. Yeah, like the one on Finding Nemo. You know. Sure, I, you know, I'll, I'll make Nemo a casserole. <laughs> so other than that, how you been holding up out there? Are you still in Portland? You said you're, there's an office there for Relapse, so I'm assuming, or you're on uh, Oregon. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. We're yeah. still, I, I'm still here. Um, three out of four of us are, still live here. Uh, and Aaron splits his time, his, his wife, and he um, have a house up in uh, Tacoma, Washington. So... Um, so practicing is a little bit more, uh, of a scheduling issue, but, uh, we've been making it happen. And, uh, so you'll, you'll come down for two days a week and we get together and, and practice. Yeah, that's cool. But, uh, he still, he still has an apartment here. So he sort of still lives here too. Yeah. I was going to say Tacoma's not super far from where you're at. So it's, it's more manageable than, you know, a couple other people I've had on this podcast that live it, that, that are in bands that have people living all over the country. And it seems a lot more hectic. Oh yeah. I feel like. I feel I want to say it was what guys from these these arms or snakes lives in Portugal. The rest of the guys live somewhere scattered around America, and it's like, what? That sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah, but you know, I guess I mean I'm not a very well. You know, you were mentioning you know uh, you know spending your time during the during the quarantine stuff, and I learned a lot about um, you know recording. Uh, on the computer and stuff and, and getting a little more savvy that way. But, uh, I just, I much prefer, you know, looking somebody in the eye or, you know, and, and doing it the old school way. You know, I, I can't imagine, um, being a long distance band like that. Yeah, no, I couldn't either. Um, I'm so used to just an in-person vibe, even when writing or jamming, it's just totally different, which I'm, I'm sure it is difficult to, create ideas, riffs and such, and then, uh, you know, share them with others all the time rather than creating as a group, um, you know, as a unit and everyone vibing it at the same time, which. Yeah, man. I mean, you want to, when you're hearing a riff or working on it for the first time, you want your, uh, you know, your feelings to rattle. You know, you don't want to be sitting comfortably drinking tea at the, at the computer. That's, that's like, not cool at all yeah no. but i mean it, it but like i said i kind of got used to it and there is some there is some freedom to it which is fun you know like i'm doing home recordings and if i want to have a flugelhorn solo well you know who's gonna stop me right but uh but as far as as far as red fan goes you know we've we've always been a you know plug in and play kind of band so i don't want to go changing that just because of uh you know, the planet having problems. <laughs> yeah, I agree to that. And um, 
is uh so how does the songwriting process for you guys go is it still the same as it was previously when you first got together or and now is it different because you know uh people live in different cities and you guys obviously have your the whole covid situation but uh well i think that we are going to incorporate more um more at, at least at least sort of hashing out some of the some of the basic ideas uh via you know share, project file sharing and then so we'll have a better idea of what we're doing once we get together you know in person so we don't you know burn up in an hour, an hour just sort of going over some some rudimentary things that we could get taken care of but other than that i mean it's pretty much the same same system you know which is to say that it's not it's not a hard and fast system i mean sometimes it'll be a bass line or a guitar you know guitar line it 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 could be an idea from a really long time ago or something that someone came up with uh, you know off the cuff um and you know actually way back in the day we we were still doing what i called you know nerd practice where aaron and i would get together and sit with his computer and sort of frankenstein practice recordings and, and put different ideas together and add vocals and see you know if if they work like I say, just, you know, cause our, uh, the, our, our time together as, you know, four people in a room, um, you know, it's not, it's, it's a limited amount of time. So the more, the more you can sort of be prepared for that when you get in there, it's, it seems like it makes it for more, you know, productive, successful practice. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I can succeed in drinking beer anytime, you know, but, uh, but it's nice to have a, something to do while you're doing that. No, I understand. Yeah. And I agree completely with you. So before the pandemic and everything, how, how like into recording home recording, I would say, were you previous to that? Like, did you have any experience with oh, it or I, did you fiddle with it at all? Or, uh, well, you know, back in the day, I, you know, I'd go to Aaron's uh, because he, you know, he and David both have, you know, a knowledge of it. I think Aaron's kind of, uh, more accomplished than anybody in the band uh but yeah i had no idea and honestly in kind of a snotty way i didn't want to know i was like yeah well fuck that computers man rock and roll and now i'm like oh wait that was a stupid attitude yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh so yeah so i have learned a lot about it and and it and i'm enjoying it you know it's you know i still enjoy playing with the band more but uh you know it's a, there's a reason why I didn't become a, you know, a painter or a solo artist. You know, I enjoy the interconnectivity of being in a band and you don't really, really um, get that sitting at home, but, but I still have it in my mind where it's, you know, if I know those guys so well, I kind of can see maybe where their, where their perspectives might be. And, and uh, so it's, you know, it's exciting to have that in my, in my arsenal, you know, uh, I'm not going to go out and get a job being a producer or anything. I'm not <laughs> good like that, but, uh, but I can make some, I can make some noise, you know, yeah. if you need a, if you need a crazy answering machine message song, I can do that. Oh, well, you know, we might be looking for a podcast intro riff or something. So you never know, but, uh, all right, let, you, you let me know. I, I will let you know about that. I've been right. I've been wanting a different one because we've been having the same one for two years. So you know, if you if you want to help us out with that, hey, Brian, by all means, that is that is unacceptable. And also, do you have um, 
music for your like when people are on hold? <laughs> no, 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 I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's something to think about. Yeah, no, you know, you're right. I mean, if some kind, you know, people might just start calling just to listen to the hold music. Depends. Yeah, depends if we have a good enough, you know, riff or tune or what. Yeah, you just need you just need to curate it. You know, it's like the best old music in all of metal. Right, you know? right. We do use a very old Lamb Goat uh, record song for the intro from Undying. Uh, no, I forget. Unholy. Yeah, Unholy. I almost said Undying. Way different band. But yeah, no, maybe we should install like a little private line for the podcast or Lamb Goat so people could call and just leave messages like Viceland or something. That would be... Yeah, that'd be interesting. I wonder how it's vile. It's an un, it's an untapped market. The hold music. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and well, you know, the Cisco one is very famous on the internet right now. Cisco Foods? No, the Cisco like um, phone people or electronics or something. Not that particular. Not the food one, but you know, I. I'm how not, is it famous in what way? Uh, here, I'll just play it for a second. It, in, infamous? Yeah. Or famous? See, I just put sis and it goes Cisco hold music. I'm going to play a little bit of it and you're, you'll, you'll have heard it already. Great. Everyone's heard oh, it. Oh, I know this. I know yeah. this number. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, before we oh, get God, in I, trouble. Oh, God, I hate that one so much. Yeah, that's the oh, most infamous that's... one right now. And I think it's kind of like I've seen it on TikTok as memes and stuff like that. And people just – because it's so repetitive and because a lot of companies keep you on hold yeah, for a long time. Yeah, the loop The loop is like 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. It's like, it's like um, if you were watching episodes of Friends in Hell, it's like, you know, that <laughs> – at clap, but just just that. Yeah, yeah. It's no, just no. A little bit of echo no on hooks. there. Yeah. No hooks. Just a shitload of reverb and delay and uh, that fucking clap. What kind of hold music uh, would you like? What would you? I tell you, my, my local, my local uh, mechanic. I have, um, <laughs> I've called them a couple of times uh, and gotten on hold, and I'm like, this is the craziest hold music. It's like scronk jazz. It's like almost offensively free like really <laughs> is this someone's cousin doing this this is crazy anyway that might be what got me thinking that you know we need to start having you know high more interesting hold music or hold music that it pertains you know to what you're holding for right yeah because i mean that cisco one is a blanket hold you know is a blanket tune for a wide wide uh array of companies and such like that. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe if they called the lamb goat line, we'd have a red fang song playing or something, you know? Yeah, man. I, you know, it, I think we, we could really kick something off here. Mm-hmm. Like if you like, if you're waiting, uh, for the DMV, you know, uh, you could have Steven Wright jokes because, you know, <laughs> that's about the, the emotional level you're on when you're waiting on, on the phone for, for DMV. And yet it's funny. Well, would you want would you want someone doing that because then you might not know if the like when the other person comes on. You might not want to hear someone talking. Or you might say, "You know what? Can you just put me back on hold? <laughs> I just I want to hear the punchline." Yeah, I was I was really at the good part. I'm putting you on hold now, please. Exactly. Oh man. 
So you, uh, so obviously home recording, getting back into that has kind of opened up, you know, your creativeness a little bit, I'm sure. Right. It gives you a little different approach to songwriting and such like that. Um, I know you said you didn't want to be a solo artist, but I'm sure you're making little tunes. Oh yeah. I've been, uh, I've been cranking the jams out man. I, you know, I don't know if they're ready for human consumption, but I, but they're making me real happy, you know? And yeah, like I, like I said, the, the freedom is, is insane. It's it, whatever the hell you want, you know, what's nobody's, what? hang, nobody's hanging over my shoulder, you know? So. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, what are you making? Um, yeah, exactly. Well, you really, you're going to use that sample. Oh, yeah. Dude. No gate. It's so, a gatekeeping free so zone, man. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, what, so, what kind of uh, stuff? I mean, without giving away everything, like, what uh, is it? Anything in the vein of Red Fang, or is it even heavy music at all, or is it like what? What? What are your other pursuits in music outside of you know the grunge, stoner, sludge metal situation? Uh, I've been, I've I've been enjoying doing things that are sort of like. Uh, uh, I mean, not to say that I'm doing this well, but uh, I've been try, you know, messing around with kind of Ry Cooter sounding guitar stuff, mm-hmm. uh, sort of uh, sad, plinky guitar stuff with the, you know, yeah, sort of my my softer side. I was going to uh, ask, what, then, would you explain what Ry Cooter sound means for anyone who doesn't understand that? Well, yeah, uh, like the like the Paris Texas uh, movie soundtrack, uh, just you know plaintive like man i've you know i've i've wasted my life uh everything sucks blues guitar like that okay okay uh but i've also you know been working on some noise stuff and um and uh i sort of lean into some industrial you know i'll take some some uh you know free drum drum sounds and then just add a shitload of distortion and make it sound like uh you know like a construction site (laughs) <laughs> been doing some of that, you know, and then I, I've been working on a project with a friend <clears throat> from uh, Tucson, Arizona, about the uh, the end of the world um, from the perspective of a band that started in 2042, and they're so we're collaborating with a band from the future, and they're sending back the finished product. Anyway, so I can't really take a whole lot of credit for that because it is obviously these future people that are making the music. But uh, but that's been um, uh, really interesting uh, and just really fun, like you say. It's like, you know, what anything goes. It's, mm-hmm. it's something like somewhere between, like, I don't know, uh, Swerve Driver and uh, and Enya and... <laughs> And front two four two. I don't know. It's it's weird. It sounds but we have weird. a shitload of songs. So anyway, <laughs> it's been really fun to do. Well, yeah. If you have a shitload of songs, it sounds like you you know it's it's easy. Not not that it's easy, but you know it's fun. I guess like you just said, fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that um, you know just approaching it from like what what is grabbing me immediately, and not you know rolling an idea over the coals until you've taken the you know, the spark out of it. I think there's something to be said for that. And so, you know, he'll send me projects and, uh, you know, if I get inspired to do something, I'll chase it down before my, you know, self editing version of me can catch up and go, hang on a second, you know, <laughs> I, and, 
And it, that may happen, but I'm like, oh, sorry, I already hit send. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. it's so much better working with another person rather than being a solo artist, just like we were talking about earlier. Uh, because again, you, you're, you are your own worst enemy and your own worst critic, and you're never really going to be fully completed with any kind of idea, riff, or song for that matter. So it's much easier, just like you said, uh, with recording, like let somebody else handle it and just look you in the eye. It's so much easier just to give over the reins. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, making yourself, making your, um, your, your internal critic shut up. I think that's a, that's a life skill. Someone should do a Ted talk about it. Yeah, I'm sure they probably prob- are. They, they probably have, <laughs> but I, I don't listen to a lot of Ted talks myself, so I don't necessarily know if they, uh, have elaborated on that topic. But no, I, mean, um, I mean, honestly, me neither. Uh, and I'm not even sure who Ted is. So, you know, whatever. I just Ted threw that out there. Pop, it's, a pop, it's my pop culture reference of yeah. the day. There you go. We, we already talked about TikTok, so Ted, Ted can get in there too. We're, we're cool with the kids now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who is it? Is it Ted Kaczynski? Who is it? What Ted are we talking about? I honestly have no idea. I think it might be just like, it might stand for something else maybe. I don't know. T-E-D? I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Well, the, you know, I think that maybe there'll be a comment section and uh, we'll learn something today. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we'll learn a lot. Our comments are always usually interesting. I'm sure you're aware of that. Yeah, man, I love a troll. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, we, we had a plenty for a long period of time. Uh, obviously, um, I think we got kind of well known for that for a little while, uh, and then trolls became like a, a a problem in pop culture in in general, and then that became a big problem all around. Yeah, well, you know, this it's the anonymity of it. People mm-hmm. people get um, get bold because they. You know, don't. There's no personal accountability. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Uh, especially now, we have the uh, you have to have like the Facebook account kind of situation and leave comments. A lot of people hate that, but a lot of a lot less comments in general. Um, but I think with the new site launching sometime in the next couple of weeks slash months, I think that's there's going to be some kind of version of it or some of of the anonymous comments. I think I don't know. I'm not the web yeah, designer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's a it's a I mean, it's part of the cool thing about the internet being unregulated, you know, and and I hope it remains so. I mean, if that's just you know one of the byproducts of it, I don't, I really don't want you know if I if I think that some you know the Duncan Hines cake doesn't rise the way I'd like and I you know <laughs> want to slam it, I don't want Duncan Hines to be able to geo track me, right, no, and yeah. say. And this this cake hater lives at so and so, you know, you Getting know Jones Lane. Lines. I don't want that either. So <laughs> you know, so yeah. so like I say, you know, trolling is a is is a necessary evil. Yeah, it is an awkward situation to you know. I mean, because uh, the freedom of speech aspect, and you know. If someone's just being anonymous about it, obviously, chances are they're just trying to get like a rise out of anybody and anybody. So, oh sure, you know, I mean, and like I say, you know, it's the personal accountability. If if you have something to say, but you're afraid to that anyone will know that you personally said it, well, then that's kind of gutless, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna slam somebody, slam them and and sign your name at the bottom. Yeah, say you hate that cake. It didn't rise well. That's right. 
Oh. Goddamn Duncan Hines. <laughs> so, what do you miss the most about uh, the road, Brian? Have you, uh, have you have you answered that question a million times in the last year and a couple months? No, no one has asked me that. Oh well, um, what do you miss? And most, honestly, man? I like the discomfort. I like the the constant. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what's happening next. Thing, I, I, I like it. I can get that. You know, uh, like uh, that Stephen Wright joke. You know that feeling where you're leaning back in a chair and you're and right before you think you might be falling backwards. Mm-hmm. I like feeling like that all the time. Yeah, no, it, anyway, it's the, the tour. Does, touring does kind of. I mean, not that extreme, but it, I, I like it. It's either positive or negative, but it's always a little bit like your life is has a question mark on it, and um, and that's exciting, you know, because I'm very I I like my creature comforts. I you know I don't do anything too wild and crazy when I'm at home. So uh, that's an aspect of my personality that is you know it's it's. Uh, it's mandatory. You know, I can't say, oh, you know what? I feel like, uh, you know, watching, you know, uh, a marathon of Family Guy or something today and not leaving the house. It's like, well, no, that's not an option. <laughs> Get out there and do stuff, you know. So, yeah. So I guess I missed that. And, and, uh, and it looks as though we're going to be touring again in October. So I'll get to, which is fucking fantastic. Yeah. You guys just announced today, May 12th is today. Obviously, this is recorded earlier, but. You just announced the Halloween show. Yeah, I think that's going to be awesome. Is that part uh, of a tour, so to speak? Yeah, that's, you know, this will come out for a, a week. That'll so. be that'll be a U.S. tour. So uh, somewhere in the middle, because um, that's kind of far away from where we live. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's across the country, is it not? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we have of course done a, a fly-in or two, uh, but uh, that will be part of a tour. Will you be going out with all them witches or is that just the show with them specifically? Or is that something that we are not allowed to discuss? Uh, as far as I know, it's just that one show. Okay. But it's going to be fun, man. I have I don't remember the last time we played a Halloween show. I might have to think about a, a costume. Yeah. I think that would be part of the program, right? I think the last, the, yeah, the last time I think we played Halloween was maybe, I don't know, 2000, 12 something like that i and we did not come up with costumes but uh <laughs> our buddies our buddies were playing downtown at a different venue they were playing at i think at dante's and we were playing across the river about a mile away um at doug fur and they were wearing uh, campbell's soup cans these styrofoam campbell soup cans Anyway, I, I walked over the bridge to watch them play. And I thought, oh, man, they look great. And uh, after and they played an early set. We were headlining our show. So I was like, you guys, are, that was awesome. Any chance you want to loan me your costume so that we'll have something to wear for Halloween? And they were gracious. And they were like, yeah, sure. You know, you can steal our thunder, buddy. And so anyway, so they loaned me these things. And I carried them back. You know, I walked them, you know, the mile back across the bridge. And uh, I didn't realize, well... They played a set of them, so they were really sweaty gross. and fucking yeah. gross. So anyway, we lasted about five songs in those in those suits. Yeah. But uh, I think that was the last time we did a, a you know a, a production like that. So we'll we'll have to hopefully come up with our own outfits that are that are not pre uh, sweated this yeah. time around. No used outfit, please. Yeah, I was thinking that that has to be gross. Just have all and those guys and those guys were on the road, so it's yeah. not like they were like 
fresh as daisies when they climbed in there. And it could also be like not the first time they used that costume. That could be just a thing they were using all year or all that. Yeah, of- man. I mean, who knows? Maybe there there might be a community of uh, uh, sexually liberated people that like to ha- uh, to dress up like uh, canned food. Yeah, I mean, I'm- which I'm not going to think about that too much because I, you know, who knows? Those saviors <laughs> guys are they're wild and crazy. Yeah. Plus, the microphone's listening to you, and now you're going to have some weird kink content coming up in your Instagram feed now. Exactly. I always see like the horseplay stuff memes all over the place where people are dressed like horses and shit. Uh, do you celebrate? Uh, are you a big Halloween guy in general? Do you like to dress up? Is that do you like to celebrate Halloween? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I think the last time I dressed up, I went to a, a, a Halloween party. Um, I dressed up as the uh, cowbell guy, the too much cowbell Will Ferrell character. <laughs> Will Ferrell, yeah, from the. And, uh, yeah, I had like a brown velour V-neck sweater and my beer gut was hanging out and, you know, I probably didn't, it probably didn't make anybody happy, <laughs> but, uh, but I did have a cowbell. More cowbell. So there's that. Um, yeah. no, I mean, I think it's more, you know, I'm happy for kids to do it. I mean, as a, when I was, you know, a young person, it was my favorite holiday. Uh, I loved, you know. The scariness of it, and of course, you know, shitloads of sugar. I love that too. Yeah, who but, didn't uh, like that? Anyway, I still believe in the, the in the in the holiday. I think it's great. And if we have something like a show, then I can't turn the porch light out and hide from Halloween. I'll be uh, forced to do it. So I'm looking forward to it in that respect too. How weird would it be for you to get back out there? With other people, because uh, you you live in Oregon, and I'm sure it's much different than it's been for me in Florida. Um, whereas you know the two communities are vastly different in handling what's you know the pandemic in general. So how how is it going to be for you getting back out there, like personally? Uh, I I don't know. I think I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think you know um, this country is sort of uh, you know it's just pretty divided. Um, ideologically and so and i think the, the best uh way going forward is for us to all get together and and hang out and you know like we were saying with trolls it's like no personal responsibility you know if we all start having a conversation about our different uh perspectives on 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 whatever you know social issue or any you know politics anything like that i think that's how we start to heal as a country you know, it's like, I think we've been all vilifying each other. And I, and, um, I, I think the time for that is well over, you know, I mean, I, I have no problem with people having differing opinions. I just think that this sort of, you know, throwing shit at each other over a fence is just not getting us anywhere. And, uh, and I think that a rock show is a perfect way for people to, to, you know, to relate on a very fundamental level. You know, I like to, headbang and get wasted or whatever you you know what i mean and uh we can relate on that level yeah who doesn't and we go and then we go from there yeah no but i didn't know if like you had kind of maintained to yourself a lot over the last year and a half or or if you know you've been i don't want to call you out and say you're social i mean i've been social because i live in florida and it's just been vastly different like i was saying so mentally um are you preparing to be out with other people in mass yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm i a pretty antisocial person, you know, before, during, and after all this shit. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I, nothing's really going to change. 
Although I think, and, and this is nothing new to, you know, I, mean, I think everyone has some level of anxiety about re-entering, you know, uh, society or whatever, as far as like, you know, going to a, a social event and, and talking about the day's events with people you haven't seen in a while, that kind of thing. It's like, you know, it is a skill that gets rusty. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I was real awkward with it beforehand. So it's really, I, I'm not too worried about it. It's like, nope, it's still me. I'm still awkward. Hi. Yeah. As long as you can maintain that consistency of being awkward. I, like you said. Yeah. But if, if I was like socially uh, well-adjusted and, you know, charming and my jokes were funny, all of a sudden <laughs> people would be wonder if, you know, if I was replaced like a Stepford wife. Yeah. Like you were saying with the missing, the, you know, being addicted to the, the you know the uncomfortableness and awkwardness of like touring and stuff like that i also think that i get addicted to awkward feelings uh that's part of the reason why i probably host this podcast because every time i do one of these things right beforehand it's just like man i'm super nervous and then i feel like the beginnings are are always awkward (laughs) and i feel like i feel like i like sitting in that awkwardness not at the time but you know reflecting back i was like oh that was a good time (laughs) <laughs> yeah man you know uh uh well let's see what what was it we did something like uh i don't know these you know these moments in your life where uh you 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 dread something and you're like oh this could be a you know a terrific failure and then afterwards you're like it was like a roller coaster mm-hmm. and it was terrifying but man i want to get back in line and do it again you know yeah and i think that's how uh yeah i approach a lot of things that way um there's a lot of things that I don't want to do in life uh, that are that make me nervous, you know, or sc- I'm just flat out scared in general or just whatever. But there are uh, – it's that feeling of like once you step out into the unknown and then you're just like kind of like free falling, I guess you could call it. Uh, when you look back on that feeling, it's very like, oh, okay, well, I did that. So may as well I could do this. Or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think I think just in general, that's what life's about, man. Doing something that you uh, that sounds like a terrible idea to begin with, and you know, and find out for yourself, and instead of just shutting something down and, and saying, "Oh, that probably would have been terrible." No, no. What you want to do is actually have the terrible experience and prove it to yeah. yourself that yes, indeed, that was a terrible idea. And every once in a while, you're wrong. And you can you can probably attest to this that the lowest some of the lowest and worst points of tour um over the years for you guys when you look back with you know the with the members of your band i'm sure you laugh a lot about those oh yeah we've had some real debacles you know that were just like look like how are we going to deal with this situation you know i mean we had a van we were on tour way back we call it the brown star it was brown and shitty um uh, anyway, it, you know, the catalytic converter went out and so, and there were no chairs in the van. It was just the metal bot- bat- bottom of the van. So you were like, your ass was cooking because there was this red hot catalytic, broken catalytic converter. And we broke down something. We tried to leave Oakland, I think five days in a row and with mechanics in between and try and doing various, some of which slightly illegal things to try to get the van to go. And, uh, you know, it was a sort of terrible, and yet uh, I I do I look back on, you know, having a having second degree burns on my butt and being stuck in Oakland for a week. That was that was awesome. 
I would, you know, I'm glad the van broke down. That's not true either, but you know what I mean. (laughs) The story is worth its weight in gold though. You know what I mean? And, and the, uh, and the hilarious laughs that you get to have with uh, your, you know, your compadres and such. Um, Yeah. I think I I heard that on some other kind of show or podcast that the negative times that people have that sometimes become the most humorous later in their life when they can reflect back on that, just because even though it may be a shitty time, like you may be depressed or you may be going through whatever, uh, at some point, if you can look back and laugh on that, you're going to continue laughing on that forever. So it's kind of worth going through it, I guess. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and if you run out of that, well, then, you know, maybe stick a fork in you. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's that's part of that's why we all get up in the morning is, you know, get through whatever we have to get through and and hopefully gain perspective and and, you know, be happy about all of it, regardless, you know, at the end. Yeah, it's a stay positive. Stay posy type mindset, which is uh, yeah, man, pretty big in the scene. So I, PMA, I, yeah, there you go. Positive mind, positive mental attitude. Uh, yeah, man. So, <laughs> um, what was going to ask? Oh, so uh, what have you been listening to lately outside of you know your own recordings? Any um, new, any new stuff, or is it mostly just like you know old records and stuff like that? Uh, I've been trying, trying to listen to new, new things. I, uh, uh, I was on a tear where I was, uh, listening to just trying to make, listen to a new album. Every time I walked the dog, um, just crank something up and I got through a lot of, uh, Genesis, Genesis, their old catalog and, uh, the Bee Gees, um, just basically things that, I, uh, that I hadn't or ELO, you know, the stuff where I'm like, you know, I really have a, I can say ELO maybe for a punchline, but do I really know ELO? And so I have a better understanding of some of, you know, the, the, the back catalog of some, you know, of some bands that I never really discovered before. Um, but as, yeah, as far as new stuff, I, I, I'm, I'm really slow to the uptake. And that's another thing I miss about tours that a lot of the new music I listen to, or, um, I get exposed to from my bandmates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you have a 10 hour dead drive. Well, this, this stereo is a, is a great, you know, way to get you through that. And, uh, and I don't, and I, I'm not stuck in a, in a tin can for 10 hours now. So I don't get near as much exposure to the music as I, as I would like. How does the, uh, how does the use of the CD player slash internal speakers of the van work? How do you guys share that? Is it, do you guys get like a, hourly limit or is it whoever's driving that day gets the gets the reins of the radio yeah we it's a it's it's the driver and the and the shotgun are are in charge of the stereo um if you're if your shotgun theoretically you are there to uh to run the stereo and the gps and not fall asleep i mean we don't you know, sometimes it just happens. You're exhausted, but uh, but in general, yeah. And the and the most important person to stay to stay awake and 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 happy and aware is the driver. So pretty much whatever they say goes. So if you're sick of listening to a podcast <laughs> that one of the drivers has been listening to nonstop all day, well then you want it to stop. You take a saddle up behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like put up or shut up. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, and to go to go back with the new music, old music thing, the uh, that's the paradox of 
listening to music, I find there's so much old music that I've not accustomed myself to as well that um, I missed out on a lot of earlier catalogs of such. And uh, But there's also so much new music coming out. And then on top of the fact that I already have a lot of set favorites and set records that I go back to and visit all the time in general. So it's hard to juggle one's time as, as far oh, yeah, as listening yeah. to music. Yeah. And I would suppose that, you know, part of your, part of your duties as a, a, you know, in this podcast is to be aware if I drop some really esoteric name, yeah. you know, oh, from deepest, darkest Africa, there's this metal band. They've only played two shows. You don't know them. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll like, just oh, yeah, nod. I, I'll just I have nod. Seven inch. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I got it. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, no, yeah, and I, I do try to. Oh my gosh, listen to a lot of things that we post about in a lot of albums um, that we that that release every week. I try to, you know, focus on that. But again, ooh, that's a lot to juggle. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, well, other. a new band that I, I mean, they're really not that new anymore, but I've been championing them a lot because I I'm a big fan. Is uh, is Dead Now from Atlanta? You heard them. What was it again? Dead Now. Mm-mm, no, I have not. Oh, well, they're fantastic. What What are there they? Uh, what kind of genre? What kind of sound are they? Uh it's it's prog. Uh, it's prog heavy rock. Uh, the the singer guitar player um, was uh, was in uh, Torch for a long time. Oh, okay. Um, so it has sort of it, it doesn't have that like that drop Z exploding <laughs> guitar sound, but it, they do have a lot of, they use a lot of sub, like uh, sub, you know, octave stuff happening. So it, it's definitely rumbles your seat and, uh, and really catchy, really cool band. So um, yeah, that they put a record out on brutal Panda, maybe, I don't know, two years ago now, but uh, I have to, that, I mean, I guess that that's new to me. So I mean, if that gives you any perspective on how up to date I am. Did you say it was N O W as in now? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure I had the right band. Uh, Cause if it's like torch, I mean the last torch record, we had them on pre pandemic. They were actually here in town, but uh, they, you know, that was a great, oh, cool. that was a great record. So if it's anything like that, I'll definitely check them out as well. Plus Atlanta is not super far from me and I have family there. So, there you go. Yeah, man. I mean, once we get, once we all get back in the saddle, you know, they're definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Brian, I mean, I've been keeping you for like, like, uh, 45 minutes here. Do you have anything else you want to kind of plug? Do you have like a hot sauce you're trying to hustle? Or are you selling Monet V over the internet or what what's going on? Um, <laughs> no, we do have, we do have a hot sauce. Oh, okay. Uh, Tears plug of joy that. puts out a red bang hot sauce out of, out of Austin, Texas. Um, and our, we have two versions. The first version, um, it's called Night Destroyer. And the first version was not hot enough for people. So uh, the Red Fang Night Destroyer hot sauce, too, has scorpion peppers in it. And it's pretty damn hot. So, yeah, um, I eat it. Yeah. I enjoy it. You're a hot sauce kind of uh, guy? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my wife and I um, have a drawer and we've we are now over capacity. Now I have a box in the closet. So yeah, I mean, we probably have 50 different bottles of hot sauce. We just got the Alice Cooper hot sauce and uh, 
holy shit. Yeah. Alice Cooper poison. That is no joke, man. That bottle's going to last a long time. <laughs> Just a little dabble. Do you, do you enjoy um, And Go ahead. What's go ahead. that? Go ahead. Finish what you finish your thought. Oh no no! I I was just saying, and as far as other things to plug, one of the one of the pre order bundles for our record is uh, we partnered with Cycle Las Vegas, and um, they made like custom dice and custom cards in this nice box. So if you're a gambler um, and you want our record and also some gambling paraphernalia, uh, I think it's a really cool product. Uh, the the cards are. You know, the, the face cards are all the members of the band and the okay. jokers are our road crew. <laughs> so um, you so you can look at, um, you know, uh, well, well, uh, artistically rendered versions of us on your cards while you while you gamble. So um, I'm a, I'm proud of that. We've been working on that for over a year. So I'm like, oh, my God, those cards exist. That's exciting. So I would be remiss if I didn't push those. Yeah. It's hilarious. You guys do you, you the hot sauce thing. I was just pulling that out of thin air, but you know, are, uh, do you do you like the hot sauce hot, or do you just like the way it tastes? Like, what is your preference? And you have fifty, like you have a you have fifty. Like, how how do you decide which one you're going to use at which given time? Uh, well, it depends on the food. Um, I uh, I personally I I don't like so hot that it just you know makes your mouth numb you know I, I it should have some flavor there should be a reason other than pain to put it on your food so i'm not like an extreme hot sauce guy but i do like it to to hurt to some degree you it needs to be like you gotta you know think about what you're doing when you're using it that that's about the level of hot sauce i like i get you yeah uh i also like a little hot sauce here and there but i've definitely uh spent many 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 30 minute segments, just trying to like regain my tongue, the use of my tongue. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I enjoy that show, the hot ones. I think that is a hilarious premise yeah. for a program. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we don't, I'm glad we don't have to do anything like that on this show. I don't know how he does oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. God, I mean, we, champion. we toyed with the idea of doing a bland ones where, you know, you're like, here's a saltine cracker. What yeah. do you think of that? Oh, very bland. <laughs> I'm not sure it really augments the interview, though. Yeah, true. Well, have you ever thought about sending your hot sauces uh, to Hot Ones to maybe try to be in there? They should do like a band, you know, get like a bunch of metal bands that have hot sauce. And uh, I think they should, except that you know, yeah, heavy metal is still sort of, sort of, uh, you know, taking a backseat to to a lot of other popular culture. So yeah, I don't know if we that's really fix, we appealing fix that to somehow. them. I, I would tune in, I tell you that. Yeah, we got to fix that somehow. There There is a big, large quantity of metalheads out there. They just don't necessarily understand. There's so many different, I think there's so many different genres of rock and metal in general that they're so sub subjugated that it makes everyone's little click even that much smaller. Yeah, and I think that the hot sauce could bring us all together. Hey, something you know, could. We got it. That that metal army needs to uh, you know stop factionalizing and store and start uh, actualizing. Hey, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll get Alex to reach out to them on Twitter or something like that, and we'll arrange like a lamb goat sponsored metal hot sauce lineup. That is a great idea. Yeah, we'll we'll get some pull or something like that. Before I cut you out of here, Brian, I want to talk to you really quick about the artwork because you brought up the bundle and stuff like that for your your um, the arrows 
bundle for the uh, pre-order. Um, love the artwork, and I just wanted to know, like, what's the meaning behind it, and who's the artist? Uh, the art, um, well, I mean, we uh, we're fans of you know something that you can see from you know twenty five yards off, and you know it's our record. I I like really bold images, uh, and so that was one direction. But but really, I think the the majority of the you know the creative uh, credit goes to Orion Landau. He's the he's the uh, art director for Relapse. And uh, he's just a really hardworking, super awesome dude. And uh, anyway, he just, you know, we kind of give him some really rough parameters and, you know, he runs with it. And I just, yeah, I couldn't be happier with the art. I think it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, there's a, uh, one of the images um, is, we call the the psychic tiger. And John just got a a, a large reproduction of it for his kick drum. And it looks so cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's conducive to like t-shirts and stuff, especially if you're a, you know, you're a construction worker, uh, you won't be hit by a truck wearing, uh, our gear. <laughs> that is good. Yeah, that is good. No, and it's good for like the vinyl collector. I like a, you know, a big piece of vinyl that has a really br- bright and eye catching, you know, art artistic in quotations, uh, look to it. So I really, Absolutely. Was, I really yeah, I mean, that's, that's, even if you don't have a turntable, I think it's just nice to have a big piece of art like that. You know, if it's a band you like, I mean, I think CDs are something to get the music from the show into your computer and then you throw the CD away, you know? Um, I don't think whereas... so. I don't think so, Brian. I don't think so. I still have a CD player oh, in no? the car. No, I still have a CD player in the car and there's nothing that beats a right. CD player in the car compared where, to where's, where's the jewel case and the art and the liner notes? Oh, I, I, got them, I got them all here. No, I don't. Have, I take. You oh, know what? Okay. I I actually make it a point to choose the CDs I that I take with me. So I do have that with me at all times, because uh, I did have a little book, and then I just felt like I was never really ah the old CD book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. That that, and then you could have the book so that your passenger could peruse right. when you have you know your eight CD changer in the trunk of your car. Mm-hmm. You had well, which of these eight CDs would you like to hear? Ah, you want something else? We're going to have to stop. Yeah, and get in the trunk and change the seat. That that was a flash in the pan, but uh, <laughs> but it was kind of funny. It was like, all right, well, put it was the cool. CDs in the trunk. It was cool to have multiple <laughs> CDs going on at the same time because at the time that was unheard of too. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, I have one CD, and then you know, oh, yeah, yeah, the trunk the trunk edition was insane. Uh, you couldn't go. Yeah, I mean, if you you know, I guess you're going out on a hot date. You're like, well, I got to better switch out some of this. You know cattle decapitation for something else mm, yeah. or or maybe more cattle decapitation depending on the date right you never know it depends on where you met the lady at maybe the supermarket That's maybe the right. mosh pit you never know yeah uh, exactly maybe a mosh pit in a supermarket that then you know you gotta then you know you gotta keep her yeah i wouldn't know if it maybe not in a supermarket but there's definitely been some mosh pits at denny's so you know i'm sure you can find some great lady uh great partners i wouldn't i don't want to Partners, partners indeed uh well I, that sounds like a story for another time but uh, yeah i've never been in a mosh pit in a denny's uh that's just the thing i'm going not, I'm the not internet. dead yet though that's true i mean you never know red fang could pull up to denny's and uh you know give the old the old famous line denny's what the fuck is up or what the fuck is up denny's i don't know uh i'm not sure the reference but i have played a denny's 
Oh my God, I have seen a mosh pit at a Denny's. I take <laughs> it back. All right, forget it. And part of our payment was anything on the menu for your for your meal, except for no steak, because they were happy to have you, but not that happy to have right, you. Right, right, right. So you got wait. Did, so we're talking. Did you? What, who? When you played Denny's, was it Red Fang playing Denny's? Uh, no, it was a band called Party Time. Okay. And uh, yeah, we played the sports bar that was connected to the Denny's, and we got free, free Denny's. Anything on the menu but steak. Mm. Like, man, you know, one day, one day we're gonna get so big they'll be forced to give us the steak <laughs> on the Denny's menu. Did it pan out, Brian? No, I have yet to get a free steak from Denny's. You know what? Send them that. Send them arrows, and then say, "How about that steak?" You know, how about that? Like, okay, I was gonna send that to the CEO. And that's all it's, all it's going to say is, how about that steak? How about that steak? Well, Brian, it's been great talking to you today. It's been great catching up with you, even though, again, you know, it's been a couple of years and a completely different podcast. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys come around this part of the country. Uh, and it sounds like it might be sooner than later. So, again, thanks for coming on Lamb Goats uh, Van Flip Podcast, Brian. Awesome. Thanks. It was great talking to you. No problem. And pick up Red Fang's album, Arrows, June 4th. Uh, this podcast will be released around that time. So, Boom, get it. Boom, shagalaka. What's up, everyone? It's Joe, and I'm the host of That's Awesome with Joe, a podcast on the newly formed Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. I talk with tons of your favorite artists, managers, touring personnel, and more. Most of the time we talk about music, but lots of the time we end up talking about something completely unrelated. We laugh a lot, do a lot of really stupid things, but also some things that are really informative and interesting. Basically, it's a podcast that I think you should listen to. Obviously, I'm biased because it's my podcast, but I think I might be into it if I wasn't the host. Check it out at SoundTalentMedia.com.